Titus 3, verses 1 through 7, say this in the Word of God. <laughs> Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient. I like that. Notice what he's saying. He's saying, hey, tell them this, this, and this. But hey, remember how we used to be. Well, that's a good thing to remember, right? When you're out witnessing to people and you're trying to say, hey, you know, need some help in your life. You need to straighten this out. But remember how you used to be, right? Never look down on people. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. Anybody here? Foolish? Used to be foolish? Disobedient? Deceived? Serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Boy, it's hard for me to believe this. Some of you sweet people used to be like that. Just unbelievable. What a change. But look at verse 4. But, I like that, after the kindness. See, you used to be a hater than the kindness. Amen. The kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. Thank God. Verse 5, not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Verse 7, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Let's pray again. Lord, again, we thank you for your mercy and grace. And uh, Lord, again, those that have been prayed for, Lord, we just want to give a, a hearty amen to those prayers, Lord, that you would touch physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, give wisdom for your decisions, give guidance and direction in lives. Uh, dear God, we are dependent upon you. Lord, I'm glad that we can rest in your faithfulness. So, Lord, thank you for those that are here. Lord, again, be with those that are listening in right now and touch them where they are. And again, Lord, uh, guide us and teach us and grow us through thy word in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to look at a, uh, a doctrine tonight. And I know I've uh, taught on this doctrine, but I think it's good to repeat doctrines every year or two or whatever, just to remind uh, uh, people the importance of these and make sure uh, that we do understand them, all right? And so uh, look at verse 5. Not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration. And again, uh, and down uh, uh, verse uh, uh, 7, it says to be justified. There you see justification, a lot of doctrines in these verses. But, and I know uh, I've taught them, and I want to uh, teach on some of them again just to make sure we understand them. And so, you know, uh, there are three things in a man's existence that he must do. Amen. At least three things, right? Well, one, he must die one day, right? We know that. We know he must die one day. Second uh, Samuel 14, 14 says this, For we must needs die. Boy, isn't that an encouraging verse? Man, you got to highlight, memorize that one. That'll help you. Amen. Oh, I need a verse. We must needs die. Hey, it's in there. You need to know that's going to happen one day. And are as water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Boy, so we all must needs die one day. Might as well face that. And you know what? We must needs stand before God one day. You need to realize that. Hey, you're going to die one day. Hey, people need to know when we're out witnessing, right, that they're going to stand before God one day. And then that brings us to the third one. They must be regenerated one day, right? Must be born again one day. So people need to listen, buddy, you're going to die one day. You're going to stand before God one day. These things that are going to happen in your life. And so you better uh, realize you need this third one. So let me ask this question. What is your understanding? Of course, I'm going to explain it. But what is your understanding of what regeneration is? Anybody want to? All right. Now you don't have to stand up and, you know, 
get a big, deep theological thing, but just what is your understanding of what regeneration is? All right, David, stand, please. Right. Right. All right. Somebody else. Want to give a thought on regeneration? Yes, brother. To be created anew. To be created anew. Right. Good. 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 So, all right. So let's look at this regeneration. Like it's been mentioned, it's being made a new creature by the Spirit's power. Amen. Being made a new creature by the Spirit's power. You might think of it this way: regeneration, recreation. That help you remember it. Regeneration. Recreation is a good way to remember that. Being made something new. Let me, let me give you a little bit of a, 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 a longer uh, uh, definition here. Again, being born again, being spiritually renewed. Regeneration is the spiritual change wrought in man by the Holy Spirit, by which he becomes the possessor of a new life. It is being, it's to be distinguished from justification which is mentioned here, you know, being justified. It should be distinguished from justification because justification, right, uh, is a change in our relationship to God, while regeneration is a change in our moral and spiritual nature, our moral and spiritual nature. Now, of course, they, you know, sometimes it's hard to divide all these things up when you talk about salvation. But of course, they, because they, you know, they both happen at the exact same time when you get saved, right? So we use the term, you know, conversion, get saved. And boy, a lot happens. So it's, sometimes it's time to, hard to split all those hairs, but we try to break it down. But still, they are d- distinct in this. You know, justification, what does what? It, it is the removal of guilt. By divine forgiveness, justification, right? You're, you're declared righteous. You're, 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 it's the removal of guilt by divine forgiveness, justif- justified. And the other, regeneration, is the change from the state of depravity. Like it says here, right? You look at these verses. Uh, you know, get on to them for being brawlers, right? But it says, because remember, we ourselves, we were foolish, we were disobedient, verse 4, but after... You see, that changed. We were, dep- we were depraved, right? We were sinners, but a change took place, right? We went from spiritual death to spiritual life. So justification, you could say, has something to do with our standing. Regeneration has something to do with our state. We need to understand when we're, we need to, as we look at this doctrine, because we want to be able to explain it to people, right? And understand that, that like the first birth, right? It was a, it, it was a, it was an event. It wasn't a, a, a process. Easy for us guys to say, right? <laughs> what do you mean it wasn't a process? Sure felt like one, right? Yeah, right. But you know what I'm saying, right? There's a, there's a, the, you know, when people say, when you were born, you don't say, well, I was born the year of 1964, right? <laughs> no. Or I was born the month of September. No, you say, I was born on this specific day, this specific month, this specific year, right? And so it was an event uh, in, in our life. And so that's the way we need to look at when we get regenerated, when we get saved. 
right? Now, one could be under conviction for a long time, right? Doesn't take a long time to get saved, but the act of regeneration doesn't take a long time, even though somebody could be under conviction for a long time. Hey, I believe there's people we're praying for. I believe there's people maybe listening in that are under conviction for a long time, and for whatever reason, they you know haven't uh, had that act happen yet. But uh, 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 we want uh, conviction to be upon people. So everyone on this planet needs to go through the act of regeneration. Because, right, uh, if you want to live for God, you'd say to people, well, hey, you want to live for God? Well, you know, a lot of people would say yes. Oh, yeah, I want to live for God. You know, they want to be good people. Well, well, hey, let me give you some news. To, to live for God, you got to have the nature of God, right? Because <laughs> you can't live for God in your own power. So to live for God, you got to have the nature of God, and you can only get the nature of God through regeneration. They're being born again. So if you want to live for God, you got to have the nature of God. And so to get the nature of God, you got to be uh, saved, regenerated. So, and, and making clear to people, right, to understand what regeneration is and what it is not. Regeneration is not reformation, right? People don't understand that. Regeneration is not for reformation, I guess I say, because reformation is what? Reformation is the act of the old nature trying to accomplish something through a change by stopping something or some things or starting something or starting some things, right? Well, if I stop this or if I stop these things or maybe if I start this or start these things, I can reform my life. No, that's not what people need. That might be nice, you know. Sounds good on New Year's Eve every year, right? And uh, right, we all blow that. So no, we don't need reformation. We need regeneration. So uh, just some some thoughts about regeneration. Right, the author. Let me just give these quickly. The author of regeneration, right, is God. It was His idea. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God got together with God one day? And that somehow it talks about that in the Bible. Right, the, the, the council of God, that the triune God got together and said, hey, uh, we, need to, we need to make these happen, right? One day we're going to create this and that, and, and uh, these people are going to mess it up. And so, hey, uh, let's, let, let's get together on this. So the author of God, uh, of, the author of regeneration, sorry, is God. So the author of regeneration is God. Then the channel, right, of regeneration is Christ. And then the executive, if you will, or the one that executes it, uh, regeneration, is the Holy Spirit. So, hey, the triune God is at work, right? God the Father, or God is the author of regeneration. And then Jesus Christ became the channel of regeneration. Then the Holy Spirit is the executive or executor of regeneration. The Holy Spirit is the one that does uh, the work in our life. And, of course, the medium, if you will, of regeneration is through believing the Word of God, Right? And what it says concerning the finished work of Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's the way, right? Uh, th through believing what the Word of God tells us about the finished work of Christ. Let me give you a couple of verses on that. James 1.18 says this, Of his own will, so God, right? It was the will of God. Of his own will begat he us, how? With the word of truth. With the word, how did, how did how were we begotten in God? How were we born again? How were we regenerated by the word of truth? It says in James one eighteen. I like this Galatians three two. You of course we just went through Galatians. This only what I learn of you: received ye the Spirit by the law or what? By the hearing of faith. 
in that measure. We know Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But it says the hearing of faith, right? You heard the word of God. That word of God gave you faith, amen, uh, uh, to be saved as you utilize it in the gospel. So the results in the life of one who has been generated, right? When somebody gets regenerated, when somebody gets saved, change. Again, we see that in these verses. But, right, you were hateful. You were hating. You were living in malice. You were living in dire's lust, verse 4. But after the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, hey, a change took place. And so uh, 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 there should be a change, amen? When you get saved, all of a sudden you love Christ, amen? I like that verse, says, whom never seen, but ye love, amen? How? Because, amen, when I got saved, my heart was changed, and now I love you. Oh, how I love Jesus, amen? Oh, how I love Jesus. And so uh, I used to love sin and hated Jesus. Oh, I wouldn't say that, but I showed hate through my actions. But now I love Jesus, and now I want to hate sin, you see, the, the, the new life, right, as the Bible teaches, should be like a spring of water overflowing in our life. John 4, 14 says this, But whosoever drinketh of the water, Jesus said, right, the woman at the well, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, you know, I like that, like, that song, like the woman at the well. Or as they say in German, you know, in Germany, they pronounce the W's like a V. So you can always tell when you got a German in the audience, they go, like the woman at the well. That's how they sing it in Germany because they pronounce the W like a, like a V. My friend Brother Kranz was preaching on the woman uh, at the well one time in Bulgarian. And so he was trying to talk about how the church is like a well and da, 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 da. But his mistake was the word for guillotine is very close to the word well. And he got it mixed up and he was preaching on the woman at the guillotine and how the church is like a guillotine and all those things. And I said, boy, I've been to some of those churches, right? <laughs> but, uh, but hey, he, he's, he, he's a good brother. But it says this, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him. Amen. A well of water springing up into everlasting life. John 7, 38. He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living. Not just one, a river, but rivers. Amen. Of living water. That's how when we get saved, amen, the truth of God should be in our life. So we can think of it this way. Regeneration is this. Regeneration is God's act, right, in the soul. Amen. God's act in the soul. He does something in and for the soul of man. Also, we know the spirit. So the action of regeneration, right, can uh, on the soul, of course, that can only be seen by the eye of God. Only God can see what he does. Amen. When he quickens that spirit and when he saves that soul and changes that heart, God can see that. But the change and effects that come about by regeneration should be seen by men on the outside. Now, God only sees the change take place, but the overflow of that change, amen, should be seen as we work out our own salvation, right? As the Bible says. So again, a man must be regenerated. Why? Well, because we talked about that nature, because of the nature of the human heart, right? We know we were born in sin. Psalm 51, 5 says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Boy, it, it, can you imagine? I mean, you're, you're, you're born that way. 
Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest when you walk into a hospital and you're going to see somebody's bathing issues, well, you just say, man, that is the cutest little bundle of wicked sin I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my goodness, congratulations. I wouldn't recommend saying that, but that is the reality, right? That is the reality. Uh, it's just hard to believe when you look at that little baby that that's what, that's what that is, but that is the reality. And notice, that's why Jesus said in John 3, 7, notice he made this statement. He didn't just say you must be born again. What did he say? He said, marvel not that you must be born again. Don't be shocked. Why are you shocked? <laughs> Don't be shocked that a man has to be born again. Don't be shocked that a change needs to be take place in your life. Don't be shocked that you need God. Amen? Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. All right? So because in our first birth, what do we get? We received, of course, physical life, and we received a human nature. But when we get saved through regeneration, we receive spiritual life, and then we become what? Partakers of the divine nature. So we get saved, we get this whole human nature, but thank God when we get saved, when we get regenerated, what do we get? We get spiritual life, right? We get quickened, and then we become partakers of the divine nature, the Bible tells us. So, uh, again, the people don't need reformation, right? They need regeneration. They don't need improvement. They need impartation, and that's what happens, right? They need the impartation of the new nature. So, they don't need reformation. They need regeneration. They don't need improvement, but they need to get saved so that the nature of God, amen, can be imparted unto them. By his grace, the nature of God is imparted unto us when we get saved. So think of it, think of it this way. Talking about reformation and improvement, it's not, the need is not a new suit for the man, right? The need is not a new suit for the man. The need is a new man for the suit. <laughs> think of it that way, right? Most people think, well, you know, hey, I'm not that bad. I just need a, a new suit, if you will. Uh, no, uh, you don't need a new suit. The suit needs a new man. <laughs> That's what needs to take place. So if you think of it that way, right? Uh, we don't, you know, this flesh ain't going to change. So what? We need a new man for the suit. Uh, that would be that would be better off getting a new man for the suit. So think about it uh, that way. So let me give you some thoughts about. We said uh, 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 regeneration is what is God's act in the soul, right? God's act in the soul. So what is regeneration? Okay, I get, uh, these thoughts. It's a cleansing action, right? We get cleansed. We just read that. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Ezekiel 36, 25 says, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean. From all your filthiness, from all your idols, will I cleanse you. What a wonderful thought, right? The blood of Jesus Christ, what? Cleanses from all unrighteousness. So it's a cleansing action. It's a life-giving action. Ephesians 2, 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has what? Has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. So it's a life-giving action. And then, of course, as has been mentioned, it's a new creation action action. That new creature comes in. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship. Hey, you know, you, you go over to somebody's house and say, oh man, who made that? 
And then they say, oh, I made that. Wow, that's pretty good. Well, hey, when people uh, look at that changed life, man, who made that? God did that. I'm his workmanship. The Bible says, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. See, he, he, he put that new thing in you, which only he could see. But he says, let other people see it now, people see it now through your good actions, through your good works. So it's a cleansing action. It's a life-giving action. It's a new creation action. It's a spiritual resurrection action. Romans 6, 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of a death, we shall be also, what? In the likeness of his resurrection. We took part in that. And then it's a new heart action. Ezekiel 36, 26 says this. A new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. Now, he's talking to Israel there, but that's what he does for the believer, right? He changes our heart. That's why I get uh, salvation again. It's not information that was pumped in my head. It's a transformation that took place in my heart and in my life. So again, regeneration is a transference to what? To a new state, right? Uh, we were sinners on our way to hell. Now we've been transferred to a new state. Acts 26, 18 when, when Paul's given his testimony and he talks about what Jesus said to him when he got saved, he said, man, and the Lord said unto me, and he gives this, Acts 26, 18, he says this. He, 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 he said, this is what I want to do, Paul. Paul, listen up here, right here, Paul. Pay attention. This is what I want to do in people's lives. I want you to help me do this, Paul. I want to open their eyes. I want to turn them, look, from darkness to light, from the state of darkness to the state of light, and from the power of Satan unto God. So I want to move them from darkness to light. I want to move them from Satan to God. Why? That they may receive forgiveness of sins. Amen? I want to, from being full of sin to be forgiven sin, and that they might receive what? An inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. By faith that is in me. So it's a transference. God wants to transfer us, amen, from darkness to light, from the power of Satan, amen, to the power of God in our lives, amen, from being full of sin to be forgiven sin. He wants to trans make that transformation in our life. So God draws us to himself, amen. That's what he does when he saves us. He draws them to himself. How? By the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. I like these thoughts. The Holy Spirit in drawing us, and that's what has to happen, right? No man can come to the Father except what? <laughs> the Father draw him, right? The Father's got to draw him. He does that through the Spirit of God and the Word. So uh, when we hear the Word of God, the Holy Spirit uh, convicts. And so uh, I like this thought. It says he, he wounds right? He shows us our sin. He convicts us. He wounds. Why? That he might heal. Amen. He didn't do it to be mean. He didn't do it to be mean. He wounds that he might heal. And then he, ex he wants to expose our sin, right? Uh, 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 the, um, Brother uh, Wood and Brother David taught on this when we had our evangelization a little bit the other day, right? Uh, right? The law is there to expose our sin. Why does he want to expose our sin? So we can see it, and right? Why? So he can put it away. He says, see that right there? 
See that right there? See what's sending you to hell? See what's ruining your life? You know what I'm going to do with that? I want to take it away. Amen. So I want to expose it so I can take it away. All right. That's why you, when, you, when you go to clean a room in the house, what do you do? You turn on the light. How many of you clean your house in the dark at nighttime with the lights off? No. Huh? Well, wait. Man, I thought you cleaned this thing. I did. I don't know why. I mean, I, you know, it was dark and the lights were off. I don't know why it doesn't look better today. <laughs> you know, right. You got to expose. Uh, got to expose uh, uh, that, that dirt. Right. Yeah, I should have turned the light on before I walked out. I didn't see this ketchup stain on my. Right. No, you got you to be exposed so it can be put away. That's what he wants to do. And so he convicts. Right. He convicts of the need. Why? And shows us our need that he might supply the need. And then he shows us our guilt again that he might pardon the guilt. That's what the whole Holy Spirit wants to do when he's drawing us unto the Lord. So it, it, here's a, I, I like this thought right here. Now we know the Holy Spirit's God and he can do whatever he wants and he can do whatever he wants all by himself. So here's the thing. The Holy Spirit could or the Holy Spirit can regenerate alone, right? In other words, he doesn't need any help to regenerate us, Right? In other words, he could, he, he, could just, he, he could just come in and boom, if he wanted to, he could just save us, right? right? He can regenerate alone, but you know what? He chooses not to. That's not the way God chose to do it, right? He didn't come just like, you know, boom, you said, no. He can regenerate us alone, but he chooses not to regenerate us alone, right? Because God requires man to make a decision. That's what God put on man. He said, listen, I care. I'm ready to save you. I've done everything, right? I've done everything, right? I don't need any help, but you know what? But I gave you a free will. I gave you a free will. So God made the decision to let man, that man had to make a decision. So God made the decision, amen, that man had to make a decision if he wanted to be saved. So Acts 20, 21, testifying both to the Jews and also the Greeks, repents toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. So God requires man to make a decision. But thank God the moment that faith receives Christ, the miracle of regeneration takes place. And of course, it's a matter of the will. God never goes in the, in the area of salvation. God never goes against man's will. He gave man a free will. And so man can accept or reject it. I don't care what everybody says. The Bible makes that clear. Oh, you would not. How many times, amen, you see man rebelling against God's will and doing their own will, but, of course, paying a price for it. So regeneration. We'll finish up here in a minute. What does it do for us? What does it do for us? Amen. One, regeneration brings a new name. Amen. We go from sinner to saint. Regeneration brings a new name. It brings a new life. 1 John 5, 11, And this is the record that God hath given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Regeneration brings a new relationship. God becomes our Father, and we become a spiritual family. Galatians 3, 26, For you're all the children of God. How? By faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. We get part of a, a new family. Regeneration again brings a new creation. Ephesians 4, 24, that you put on what? The new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Love that verse. Regener regeneration again brings a new nature. 
It brings a new victory. It brings a new mind. It brings a new standing, amen? It makes all these changes somehow instantaneously in our life. And of course, regeneration brings a new destiny, amen? Don't have to worry about hell no more. I'm heaven bound with the hammer down, as they say, amen? I have a new destination. So, been regenerated. And of course, the Bible also makes it clear when you're regeneration, there should be evidence, amen? There should be a change life. Again, amen? I, I, I say if the dynam- if, if there's not a changed life, the dynamite didn't go off because dynamite changes things. I believe that. I believe the Bible teaches that. So there should be evidence of a new regeneration in one's life. There should be evidence of that. I'm just going to give you one verse. First John 3, 14 says this, we know that we have passed from death and life. We know First uh, 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 John five thirteen says, "You may know that you've been born again." Right? Well, how, you may know. Well, here's how can you know? We know that we have passed from death. How? Look at this word. Because we love the brethren. We know why. Because we know. Listen. We know we got saved now because we put our trust in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, how do we know that? That, that you know? And that, well, because all of a sudden I got to change life. I got to change way of thinking. And all of a sudden, amen, it's easier for me to love people because the love of Christ has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. So how do I know? I know because there's evidence in my life. Hey, I know that I got saved, amen, uh, May 19th, 19th. How do I know? Because I remember uh, 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 putting my trust in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. So one, I know because I think I really believe that, but then I can look back over 33, 34 years of a changed life. Am I perfect? I said no, but uh, listen, I, I, I can't even, I couldn't deny that my life's been changed if I wanted to, amen, because my life was so drastically changed uh, when I got saved. Because, how do I know? Because, not just because I put my trust in the death, burial, and resurrection, that's how it happened, but because I see the change in my life. So, listen, you may not be able to explain what happened, but listen, you'll know what happened, right? I, I, I like this example in John 9, 25. Remember, they, 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 they were talking to that man that had been blind and what the Lord did in his life, and he said this. He answered and said, whether, talking about Jesus, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. But he says, one thing I know. I can tell you one thing. I don't know how all this happened. Basically, he said, man, I don't, know, I don't know exactly what happened here. I just know one thing. <laughs> I was blind, but now I see. Amen? And well, that's how, hey, when you first get saved, say, man, I, I'm not sure what all happened. I can, all I can tell you is, amen, I was on my way to hell without hope, without God. And now, amen, I've been born again by the grace of God. There's a change in my life. There's a joy in my heart. There's a river flowing through my life. Amen. I have a desire to tell somebody else. Amen. Uh, 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 I, 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 I love people that I didn't think I love. I want to go do things I never thought I'd want to do. I'm willing to give up things I never think I want to give up. Hey, I don't know how all that happened. All I can say is, Hey, once I was blind, but now I see, amen, a, cha- a change has made, taken it place in my life. And of course, the fruits of the Spirit should begin to be manifest in one's life. So let me, let me finish up with this. Now, again, I want to say, you know, it's great to know the time and place of your generation. I mean, I'm glad that I can go back and I can say, oh, May 19th, 1987. Boy, if you ever go to Germany with me, I said, brother, I know we're on our way to Munich. Let's take a detour. I want to take it. It's kind of far away, but I want to go through our Schaffenberg, Germany. And we're going to wind down this little road. We're going to go in this neighborhood where me and my wife lived. And I can say, see that house right here? I lived on the first floor. You go in the door. You turn to your right. This was our apartment right here. I was sitting in this living room right here when I 
I got born again, amen, by the grace of God. I'm glad I can do that. But I also want to say this, don't get caught up in that, amen? Enjoy that if you know it, but don't get caught up or sidetracked by that. Because the primary importance is that you have the inner assurance that it did take place. Hey, and so even if, you, if, even if you don't remember the day or the place, it's fun if you can, but if you don't, just say, say listen, I, I wish I had that day and I wish I could remember the place, but I listen, I know one thing, it did take place. One thing I do know, I can't remember uh, exactly where I was, but I know that I was blind and now I see. I can at least give testimony to that. To know that it did take place and you have the Spirit's constant witness of sonship. Well, how do we know? The Spirit bears witness our spirit that we are the sons of God, right? How do I know the Spirit bears witness, right? Amen, that we are the children of God. So, that take place. So, with, with final thing, the doctrine of regeneration. We need to know it. We need to understand it. One, so we can have the peace. We have experienced it. Oh, yeah, yep. Is that what that is? That how, oh, okay, yeah, yep, that, that, that sounds like what I got. Amen, you hear that, you're like, yep, sounds like, does that sound like what you got? What, I'm in, what the Bible says here? Does that sound like what you got? Yep, well, oh, is that the word for it? Regeneration. All right, okay, good. I, that sounds good to me. I got whatever that is, I got it. Amen. And then also, so we have the peace we experienced it, but also so we can explain it to others. So they can come to know Christ and understand what happened to them, amen? So we can pass it on to somebody else, amen? Now, now you may not use the word regeneration. Actually, the word regeneration is only mentioned twice uh, in, in the New Testament. There in uh, 5 and I think also in, in uh, Matthew 19 when it talks about, amen, uh, uh, the, the regeneration from when uh, the Lord comes back and makes a, makes a change in Israel, if I remember correctly. But, but it says it here, and of course, it's just the other places it uses the term being born again in those things. But thank God, amen, that God uh, gives us this opportunity and then he puts it in his Bible so we can understand and say, yep, 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 that's what I did. That's what I got. That's what happened in my life, amen, amen. I've been transformed. I've been regenerated, amen, uh, uh, through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so this is an important uh, doctrine to understand. It's important to be able to uh, uh, explain it. And so that, you know, when, 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 you, when you understand it, hopefully a little bit, deeper, then you can have that more confidence when you witness to people. You know, now you witness to people either way. I mean, hey, when I, when, when I didn't, you know, if all you can do is walk around and say, listen, uh, uh, he could probably explain it better, but I can tell you, man, I was blind, now I see. Hey, hey if you got to start off there, uh, that's fine, or just uh, start off. You know, when I first uh, got saved, you know, uh, I was nervous about talking to people. You know, uh, I'd follow Brother Terrence around. I'd go with him, so in, and I'd listen to him. And I, you look at my first Bible, I'd write all those verses down. I'd write down everything he said. And then finally, one day, I just said, Brother Terrence, get out of the way. I can handle this. Amen. Amen. I just wanted, I couldn't wait to tell somebody, amen, that uh, what the Lord, Lord did. So uh, let's make sure we understand these things so we can, again, enjoy the peace that, yep, that's what I got. That's what happened in my life. And get out there and share that doctrine, share that truth, that sound teaching with somebody else. Let's pray.